0: Welcome to Live the Fuel. Welcome to Live the the Fuel. Welcome to Live the Fuel. Focusing on health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney.
1: All right, good day, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today we are recording live here in Hellertown, Pennsylvania at the Lost Tavern. And I'm hooking up with a couple of guys that I got to go sweat and work out with yesterday. Uh, the gentlemen that were joining us here today are actually co-founders in a pretty cool charity, uh, not-for-profit activity going on in Nicaragua. And uh, I've actually worked out with these guys a few years back at a different CrossFit event. But the whole point here is that we're getting together to raise money to get back to the youth of Nicaragua. I want to let them tell more of the story here today with you guys. Uh, but without further ado, I'm going to welcome to the show Kyle Shoemaker, Timmy Hayes of Naradores. Welcome to Live the Fuel.
2: What's up? Don't forget, we're also watching the Eagles. Oh yes, we're I apologize. Eagles, we Giants are literally game. we're doing this because this is more fun. It's we're actually out at a sports. So if we get if, if, if there's an interu- interruption of a yell, a scream, a uh, uh, let's go. It's now you know we're watching the birds. Yes. Um, but as Scott said, um, and I'm a Giants fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be an abrupt brawl too. Um, but uh, I've been I I've been living in Nicaragua now for. Uh, this is my fifth year down there. Um, we started the program. We started running some classes in um, two- 2014, but um, the way it started was me and Kyle were both swimmers growing up. We, uh, we grew up here and we trained at Lehigh University. That was where our club team was based out of. Um, I swam for the University of Virginia. Uh, Kyle swam for University of Clemson. Um, so swimming was a big part of our life. Um, my parents were both teachers.
1: Yeah, real quick, um, I'm pausing that. I never got this figured out. You guys were swimming at two different schools. Yeah. So how did you guys get connected back on this whole thing? Just cuz like I, well, that was never really explained at the event yesterday. Yeah. So I was like, how do you guys loop all that back together?
2: <laughs> it was after college. So like after we graduated. We graduated in 2011. Yeah. And I mean, we've been we've been really good friends. I mean, best friends since we were 10 10 years old. Yeah. Um so we grew up together. And, uh, and when, I, when I had the idea, I reached out to him and another a college teammate of mine, Scott Robinson. Um, and both of them were just like, yeah, like, we, we want to be involved. We want to get involved. Um, so, you know, we, I, I dabbled around. I graduated in 2011, dabbled around for like three years um, before I moved down. No, two years before I moved down to Nicaragua. Um, and like I said, my parents were teachers. Uh, so I, I was volunteering at a public school down there. And um, what people don't understand here is like the education system is very, very, very different. Um, as I explained it at the CrossFit event, um, you know, you get a you get a room the size of a, you know a basic living room or whatever, and they stuff 90 kids in there with no, no desks, no kind of technology. The teacher is very undertrained and under underfunded. Here we go, birds.
1: Oh, there we go! I got some excitement um, happening. <laughs> Oh, there's a touchdown there's for a you. Touchdown for okay, well, not good for my team That's, that's definitely the good for his team <laughs> um
2: But so I, I I developed a you know this relationship with these kids, um, and I wanted to I wanted to do something for them both educationally, but I also wanted to get involved in the swimming because I'm a swimmer. Oh, um, well, you guys sw- are
1: hardcore passionate about your swimming. Yeah, we're
2: you know that's I I like I tell people I wouldn't have gone to college if it if it wasn't for swimming. I mean. Yeah. I hated school. I <laughs> you hated said You school. said that
1: yesterday. I was cracking up. I Actually, I think like, everybody was laughing at that.
2: And you know, that was my ticket. And I went to a really good, a really good school. I had no business going there. You know, I joke around. I got a 980 on my SATs. I never broke a thousand. I had, you know, I didn't like school. Yeah. Um, but I learned really well by doing things. And yeah. I learned, I'm kind of like, um, I'm you're, you're a
1: kinesthetic learner. Yeah. yeah. And you, I'm passionate you do by doing.
2: about things that I, that I catch on to. I, I, I love, you know what I'm saying? Like. Interest, Interests are my passion. And so, like, when I'm not interested in something, I, I totally neglect it, right? Yeah. But I wanted to give these kids the idea of, of progress and transformation, right? And so swimming is an avenue to do that. It's really measurable. Um, you know, when, It's a when powerful you, sport. It Full is. Full body
1: training, great for your fitness. And when
2: people, like, you know, it, 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 you're not going to get a concussion. You're not going to tear your ACL. Nope. You, but, but it is – it's the toughest sport out yeah. there. Like, I was a ski 100%. race coach
1: for 11 years up here in the Poconos, dude. Like yeah. I was always worried about kids getting concussions and yeah. we were going through proper helmet and safety protocol training every single year. And other than your kids slipping and maybe hitting their head yeah. on the side of the pool, There's like no, it's pretty low. It's
2: low impact, but it's also like, you know, you get to a level in swimming where you don't do it. Um, you don't do it. You, you do it for personal reasons. You know, you, you, you swim and you don't wake up for a 5 AM practices. Um, or, you know, train for four hours a day just because it's fun, you know. Right. And I, I learned that playing other sports. I played lacrosse, and I played football, and, like, those were fun. Practices were fun. You know, you, like, hang out with your boys, and you joke around and stuff. It's like you get in the pool, and, and people that don't swim or they don't have a swimming background, it's, it's, it's a sport that you have to be really, really mentally tough if you want to be good. And we were really good. I mean, we were at a level that – every kid aspires to be at. You know, college swimming is the professional league. Yeah. Um Yeah, you can make you can get a college ride, that's a big deal. There's no like you know, unless you're if you're the if you're the micro point one one point percentage of Olympic swimmers, I mean college swimming is where it's at. Um say
1: that it's very rare to find a Phelps, right? Yeah. I mean (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And
2: and that you know we won so far. We might (laughs) not ever see that in a lifetime. But these kids down there um, in Nicaragua, it's like How can we give them this idea that um, they can progress? Because the first thing, you know, I started working with them three years ago, and the first thing they would say is, like, I can't. You know, you'd be like, jump in, put your head underwater, and the instant reaction is, no way. I can't do that. Um, And so teaching them to blow bubbles and teaching them to, you know, we started out in a, in a backyard pool. It was a kidney bean shaped pool with six kids. And now we have, um, we have a, a pool.
1: And where and was one of those located? Like these little kidney shaped pools? Like, was yeah, that just was like. Yeah, a house I was living in. Okay. So <coughs> like you, you were lucky enough to be hooked up with a property that yeah, had something I was, like that. I was
2: living in a house with like eight other Americans. Right. Um, no, it was more than that. So it's like. It now were a, they all
1: down there for like good Samaritan yeah, work? Yeah, it
2: was all, it was all humanitarian work. Okay. Um, but like we, the pool was green. We had dead birds floating in the pool. Um, there was, there was absolutely no, uh, idea of, okay, we're going to train these kids to be good swimmers. It was like, well, we're just going to have, uh, you know, we're going to teach them how to swim. We're going to use this as a, as a vehicle to teach leadership as a vehicle to be, you know, good students and stuff. But now, I mean, and we can go along with as we progress through the conversation, but like, we have kids that are training really fast. Yeah. We have kids that are starting to get to the point where they could come and swim in the United States and, and compete at any meet. You know, we have kids that, that could compete with some of the kids Kyle coaches up here. Um,
1: yeah, and real quick, where's Kyle coaching at?
0: So I'm coaching with uh, Blue Eagle Swimming in Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Okay. So we're, we're a USA club. We're gro- growing like crazy. You know, we have about 180 uh, swimmers on our team now. Um, but we have an eight-lane, you know, indoor 25-yard uh, facility. We have 10 coaches on staff, um, and we have uh, three and a half to five-hour, you know, block where we get to use the pool. Wow! Um, so when you when you think about the fact that that where Tim is in Nicaragua, you know, they, compared they have, to what you have here, we have three lanes, 20 yards, 90 kids. Uh, the kids only, get, and we got really one coach plus some some you know student our, our own swimmer, you yeah. know, student coaches as leaders. Um, it's pretty incredible that you know we're comparing times for, for our kids that are kind of similar ages. Uh, it, it, it just goes to show. It just goes to show what uh, what you're able to accomplish um, when, when you have when you have kids that are really trying to to separate themselves. Um, In here, you know, the kids I coach, you know, they're, they're, we're trying to, to get them in the water, but we're trying to, to, to win out over other distractions, other, other teams, other, other Other sports, sports, other clubs, extracurriculars. And, and, and it's, it's, it's. I, something I really support you know for kids here that have those opportunities that, that can you know yeah, the be, fact that
1: you can actually have the distraction of being like oh I'm a skier in the winter and I swim and maybe I play basketball or something the cool yeah. thing is that they have those opportunities right? right
0: and when I was growing up I played soccer up until I got into high school and so I didn't I didn't choose a uh, you know I didn't specialize until I got into high school so the kids I'm working with ages 9 through 12 I love the fact that they're playing other sports um, you know, it's part of it, you know. You got to kind of manage your expectations and goals as a result of that. But yeah. play other oh. sports, it helps you. Um, you know, but in in Nicaragua, we got we got kids that it's it's either swim or
2: sit on, or sit, on sit at your, home, sit on your plastic, sit on your plastic chair, really? and watch TV. That's I mean, it. there's like no real. So some you're really taking like, play really these
1: kids from no fitness activity at all. Like right. you actually, it's not even just like trying to get them into. It's like any sport. You just got to yeah. get them busy is what
2: I'm yeah. hearing. Yeah, I mean, I, we, our kids still can't do jumping jacks. or a proper push-up. Oh, wow. But they can swim. Okay. Um, but we're, you know, that's the next natural step in the progression. We're going to get them in a dry land uh, Yeah, doing off-season training, yeah, dry yeah, doing land training. training yeah. some kinda, it's okay, and dude.
1: Even I'm, here, my ski kids in the wintertime was the same thing. They'd come in at the beginning of the season. They're fitting the levels in the tank. I'm yeah. like, I thought you guys play other sports yeah. in the other part of the year. <laughs> Don't you do any dry land training? Yeah. And they're like, no. Yeah.
2: So, okay. yeah, I mean, the cardio is great, but um, it's the, the point of our, our mission, too. It's like swimming. We're not going to measure our success as a program by how many medals kids win or whether or not their times are good. You know, the, the, the measurement of success for us is, um, is it participation? tracking them. No, it's not participation. That's, like, what we hate. You know, I, oh. hate, I hate the fact that, like, there's other youth development programs or sport for development program where it's like, as long as you're here, and you're good. Yeah, enough. and, and yeah. we're not like that at all. You know, okay. these kids have really, really high expectations. I hold them accountable for everything they do. Awesome. Um, you know, if they're a minute late, they don't get to come practice. Um, so they have to be there t- early. Uh, if they don't have good grades, I'm on top of them. Um, they have they have a lot of high high expectations and requirements for me. Um, but the uh, the the point about like measuring progress is is through time, right? So like where where we where are the kids that started out in the program three years ago? Where are they now? Right. Um, how how are we tracking their grades? That's how we're going to measure success. We're not going to measure success based on their athletic performance. It's about their education. It's about their leadership ability. Um, and it's about what they're giving back to their own community. Because well, I'm I, love, I love that
1: you're doing it that way because. Everything that I'm hearing, because I'm not as involved anymore. I don't, I don't coach those kids anymore. I just got too much going on. I, yeah. You know, 11 years. I'm like, okay, transition. But I'm hearing more and more about recess being taken away out of the school yeah. systems and all these athletics because they say, oh, you got to keep the kids in the classes. And what they don't understand is that there's literally a neurological like, proof that brain health, stimulation, focus, everything is tied to you need to give that kid at yeah. least a period of recess that we all had when we were kids because yeah. – it actually helps with thought and, and yeah. actually learning so
2: yeah and like we said in the beginning I mean like everybody learns differently yeah. you know if like you, you know a kid a kid might learn um, something something differently when he has that 30 minute period of time to kind of bust his energy out yeah um, so our, 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 our putting is in the uh, the really good educational system that we're trying to give these kids. Um, leadership opportunities so we do we do a lot of community service activities too yeah um so once a month the kids do community service activities like in january um, well in december they ran like a like a christmas party and they they gave gifts to some under like you know the kids in our program are the lowest class of the second poorest country i was in the gonna Western wonder hamster. about that about uh, you know the I hate to word it as class system, but is, yeah. there, a, is there a tier of
1: differentiation? There are, there? yeah. So
2: there's a wealthier class in, in Nicaragua. Um, okay. There's a class that, um, you know, not, not like... I'll grab a water. Not like... Uh, We're all
1: hanging out. We're watching football. We're doing a podcast. It's a not like uh,
2: <laughs> Not like in the U.S. Um, where wealth is like, you know, some of them, so when you have wealth, it means you really are wealthy. But okay. there's, a, there's a class that has wealth. yeah um,
1: so most of, your, most of your class, kids, most of your athletes yeah. so are like, the bottom On tier. average,
2: our kids come from um, families that earn around $284 a month. Um, okay. That's their household monthly income. So that's two parents. Um, and typical family sizes are like you know five to six people because parents usually have more than three or four kids. I was going to um,
1: ask because I know like um, every time I've gone into Mexico, for example, I actually respect their... I guess family lineage, like they still do the multi-generational yeah. household, whereas here yeah. in the U.S., we're trying to
2: you're 18, hand you're on off the, door. the grandparents yeah. to an
1: old age home or a hospitality type of yeah, property. Yeah. Where, I mean, it's the same thing you see down there is a multi-generational family.
2: Yeah, so um, you know, typical house, kids, kids live with their cousins, their grandparents, their aunts and uncles. Okay. Not in, maybe in the same house, but definitely on the same property. Yeah. What I was saying about the class system is like. We, our kids come from the lowest class in the second poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, right? But wow. we still find ways for them to feel like they can improve lives of other people, right? So, like, when we do service activities, they usually target kids that have less than them. And these kids that we work with, they don't have anything. Wow. Um, so it's really powerful. That's, that's where I consider the fact that we're empowering these kids. It's like, okay, like, you have something to give, you know. You have a, a positive attitude, and you have something that you can give kids that are even less privileged than you. Yeah. Um. So in December they did like a like a Christmas party for some community kids. In January they did like a movie night for uh, some of the younger kids on the team. So they like had a you know talk about the swim program, and then they watched a movie with the kids. Okay. Um. At, at March we did um, we did a school project at the public school where we where we uh partnered with a team down in charlotte that came down to visit and uh we built a water tower oh,
1: a team from charlotte
2: came down to nicaragua correct yeah. wow yeah that must have been inspiring yeah to the it kids. was so cool yeah okay yeah um and then you know in may they did uh they did teach your mom how to swim so they had like so <laughs> so uh, what i'm saying is like every month you know the kids do this op this outreach and a lot of these
1: kids are thinking up these ideas. You're making them create a them lot of these yeah. programs. Yes, so we have a
2: leadership committee where the older kids um, are planning and uh, they're they're doing everything. You know, I I'm I'm at the point where I kind of step away. I'm like, your legacy now is what you decide for it to be. You yeah. know, you can take this program in the direction, however you see fit. But what you do for the younger kids is what they're gonna do when they're your age. Yeah, so you keep, gotta set the example. Keep that in mind, right? Yeah. Um. I give them a ton of direction and I and I I'm no longer at the point where I'm like all right do this do this do this do this do this it's now it's now up to them and I can guide them but they they do it you know we have some really 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 great kids in the program that without the program um they you know they'd be totally totally different um it's hard to measure where they would be but you know we have kids like one of our one of our boys Alfredo um, He's 20 years old. He started with the burger when he was 17. He had repeat his junior year, um, and I said, you know, you want to keep swimming, you got to graduate. You got to, you got to pass junior year. Yeah. So he finally the degrees, passes the grades matter. Yeah, so. he finally his junior year, gets the senior year. Uh, last year he graduated, 2016. He graduated, um, and I, unexpected, he's like, I want to go to college. So I say, all right, yeah. Um, go to college. College is different down there, right? It's like. 60 bucks a month you just register you don't need to get into college yeah and now he's studying um information and technology at a at Dude. a university um That's cool. where you know three years ago he was he didn't know he, he was he wasn't even going to finish high school you know what i'm wow. saying and not only is he a really good a really good um example he's like one of the best coaches we have he's so really great with pa- little pausing kids. on this
1: this i think is pretty powerful it's like this goes back to like you guys basically needed to spend the time with this just one athlete right here yeah. as an example to to dig in and figure out what's gonna make this kid tick is yeah. is swimming the trigger point, right? Yeah. Is this what's gonna get this kid to just light bulb go off? It's yeah. like I am capable of more. Yeah. That's what I'm getting out of this. So we, I, that,
2: before Kyle mentioned something, that's one that is one story in a like in a line of you know, we have every kid in our program has a story like that where, um, in some way, shape, or form, this program has transformed her life. You wow. know? Good. What do you want to add in there, Kyle? Well,
0: a lot of what we're trying to do is break the cycle. So, um, and by that I mean break the cycle of poverty. You know, just you know, general complacency. You know, these are these are kids and families that that you know believe you know they're they're the poorest people. Uh, you know, in the second poorest country in the Western Hemisphere.
1: Well, that's um, the biggest thing that I learned from your speech today, and you brought up again at least twice on this podcast. is like the, the little underlying statement there of the second poorest country in the Western behind hemisphere. Haiti, yeah, behind Haiti, and Haiti, well, Haiti just can't win, man. I mean, the hurricanes yeah. keep rocking the that country. It's yeah. like earthquakes. I was like, I, it's a, mess. I got, I got buddies of mine down there rebuilding Haiti yeah. right now, so. Again, uh, shout out to Haiti, man. You know, we love you guys too. It's not just hey, USA number one, and Nicaragua is definitely. I didn't know idea that you were that close. So,
0: so I mean, it's it's it's. I mean, obviously, it's not like poverty is a competition, but th- no. that's that's the. We just we want to, you know, try to convey like this is that that extreme poverty level that a lot of people have a difficult time, you know, wrapping their head around, um, and it's, it, it, you know, kind of perpetuates itself. And so, really, what we're trying to do is is prove to these kids that that they can improve. Um, and, and we found that, you know, for, in our lives, that swimming was something that was incredibly powerful at doing that. Um, when you talk about, um, you know, you talk about the amount of time it takes and, and how significant it is to drop one second and how much work it takes and, and how long we swam before we were able, able to achieve the success that we had. Right. Um, when you, when you think about the fact that if there was, you know, even though that, you know, Tim and I started swimming when we were, you know, six, eight years old, um, you know and we swam until we were you know 22 uh, there's kids that swam for 5 6 years and are still better than you know 97% of the world's population you know if you put them up in a race because it's it's so all your
1: cool. kids will kick my butt <laughs> <It's> i can't <laughs> swim for crap there it's they the one sport that i got to work on i need a program <laughs> there's
0: so much confidence um, that, you know that, that can be gained from from just learning how to how to swim a little bit better yeah. um, and and it it just it just puts you ahead of, of the masses yeah. And so teaching these kids how to swim has been tremendous in, in making them believe that they can really do anything you know, yeah. they, if they can improve in the water you know they, they can do they can do something else if they can they can come to practice and work really hard um, and they can sweat and they can you know struggle uh, and then see results you know what, what, what would happen if they started you know trying to study a little bit more if they got past that point where it was like oh school is awful and, and I don't want to learn right now yeah but they were able to actually do it um,
2: they become and more coachable too. It, you know, coachability absolutely. is a big. Uh,
1: oh, it, I can't tell it, you how many times like, I had new kids coming into the program, and it was like a brick wall. Yeah, and it's like it takes time to build the relationship. There's a confidence thing that has to get built. And yeah. With, with, so we talk about
2: with with kids um, down there. It's like, you know, they, and you see it. We they first start the program, and it's like, you know, they suck at swimming. Um, they're unable to. To take criticism or to take coaching, right? And then after, do you
1: feel like they think it's almost um, because they don't know yet? Is they feel like it's maybe an attack on their on their person? Almost? No,
2: I think um, I think I think they know they know that they're being coached, but it's like they're so unused to being coached. They're, you know, it's like in Nicaragua the mentality, right, is like if you're not doing anything bad, you're you're succeeding, right? It's like if you're meeting your basic needs, if you're if you're right at the line where you're you're not doing anything bad you're, yeah. you're being good and that's socialism that's like why the that's why the country is where it is yeah um,
1: everybody's doing just enough to get just by
2: just enough to get by um, no one no one no one tri- strives for more no one really wants um, because when you, when you get more you get punished right you right. get you get it taken away or you, you so, which is just freaking
1: crazy man. yeah I'm it like, is wow really like And admittedly, this is kind of happening in certain parts of our country here, not at that level, but it's true. There's a lot of areas. If you look at the poor areas of this country, there is that same
2: demographic. You know what? I'm just doing enough to get by. Right. Well, then you're going to get what you get out of that. Exactly. Right? So this mentality trickles down, right? And so the kids have this attitude like, all right, if I'm not doing bad, I'm doing good. And it plays into the concept of coaching right coachability how how can you take um coaching how can you accept change when your mentality is all i have to do is
1: not get in trouble make one lap (laughs) make two
2: laps right um it it's really it's eye-opening for me and i wish other coaches whether whether whatever sport you coach um you could study the the psychology behind it um, oh yeah because kids you can tell some kids you they understand direction they look you in the eyes they say okay this is something i have to do differently and if i do this differently i'm going to swim faster right that's the natural that's how you think correctly but some of the kids that start the program in the beginning they're not really trained yet their are only mentality is like okay, I don't care about my form, whatever, whatever. I don't care. I just, I just have want to, to jump in a pool, Past past one lap as fast as I can, okay. and that's not what it's about, right? You know, and so getting getting kids trained and coached, it really does a lot a lot for their attitude, like Kyle was saying, a lot for their confidence, because um, they're they're making changes themselves. Well, and right? let's be real for for, for I mean, and
1: obviously, hopefully, people in Nicaragua will be able to listen to this show, um, but. You 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 see some of the same similarity up here. We're still talking about youth, right? Yeah. We're not it's like yes, it is a um, second poorest country in the Western Hemisphere, but we we deal with the same coachability issues with youth exactly. in this area, right? Are you coming across yeah. some similarities here?
0: No, absolutely. Um and, and and I think um one of the incredibly valuable things about swimming is is that, you know, there isn't right now like You know, if you're part of a team sport, um, you know kids can they can kind of fly under the radar. They can be part of a team. You know, you could be you could be on a soccer team that wins uh, that wins a championship, uh, and and maybe you didn't do very much. Maybe you didn't do anything. Okay. Um, Maybe you like like a football. Maybe you were the kid on the bench, right? Or or maybe all you did was just just finish. You just went to all the games and all the practices, and you got a participation award. Okay, great. Yeah, you were part of things, but like, what did that actually do? Um, to further for the view. athlete, and and, yeah. and and the 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 most difficult thing is all that, tied up. Oh, tied Keep up. Going, so the the more the, it's a really the good football game right now. <laughs> the more frustrating piece of that is that. Even though you can be awarded on participation for not doing anything, you can also be awarded on solely participation, and you could have improved a lot. Yeah. So you could have been a kid who, who, who should not have been on the team and barely could make it, but somebody, somebody believed that they had a chance. Or you could have been the worst kid on the team, and you could have built yourself up to being you know, the best kid that sat on the bench, and, th- and they got no credit for that. And that is what's different in swimming is that everyone has an opportunity to, to, to measure what their success is. And so yeah. it's, it's self-improvement is individualized.
1: You okay. yeah, so don't doesn't.
2: have teammates to rely on. When you, when That's you, true. When you're
1: in the water, it's all
2: you. When you're racing, it's, you, you can't have anybody pick up your slack. No. You know, if you do bad, it's, it's because you so didn't
1: was, put in the work. I, I, I got to drop this in. Did you guys see the new Baywatch movie? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did. I did. I did. Okay, all yeah. right, so what's his name, the gold medalist who's, like, oh, known as the yeah, puker-puker? Like, he I didn't, the I don't know the he, was, name. he was all individually mindset, like, right. he was, but he was a part of a team. Yeah. So, it was funny, in that movie, they, as yeah, weird as that connects on this, no, it's like.
2: Yeah, and, and there is a team aspect to swimming, because when you're in the, when you're practicing, you rely a lot on, like, you heard me yesterday when I was yeah. at the CrossFit gym. Oh, yeah. I'm vocal. I'm yeah. always, come on, let's go,
1: like, you guys. I'm the same it. way, when I run my Hot Shots charity event, like, I'm. It's funny cuz like we ran multiple heats whereas you guys you guys one long workout everybody's doing right. it together. So it's cool because I noticed it. You're you were yeah. right near me. You're popping in, you're stopping your workout and cheering people on because yeah. you're still doing the workout, but you're still you're there for the people as well, yeah. right? It's the community aspect. That's yeah. why it's like when I run my Hot Shots event, we run multiple heats every hour. And then one of them I jump in on. Yeah. And I do it. And people are like, Oh, you're doing it with us? I was like, Well, I gotta do the workout at some point with you guys. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, man, I'm sweating and I'm going through the turmoil and the struggle with them and I'm cheering people on in between my reps when I have to catch a breath. Yeah. So that's awesome. I do love that aspect.
0: Yeah. So uh, I was uh, you know, I'm gonna rewind the clock a little bit. So I was I was coming out of college and I was I was looking for a job. So I actually ended up graduating um, in nine semesters. So I, I stuck around Clemson for an extra football season, and, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. It's not that I needed the extra time to graduate. Um, <laughs> but, but I was, the, the real reason is I needed, I needed an internship. I couldn't get a job until I had an internship. Yeah. Um, and when I was in college, I was still trying to improve in swimming. I wanted to prove to everyone that even though I was, you know, I barely earned a scholarship, I didn't even travel when I was a freshman, I, I was trying to prove to people that, that, that I was the best there. Um, and so, for my my freshman year, I actually was you know barely. I, d- I didn't get to travel to ACCs. You know, they never took me to a meet, and I was just an afterthought. Um, and then my sophomore year, I went to ACCs and then prelims and the hundred breaststroke. I set the school record.
1: Yeah, you didn't so, go to ACCs Dude. your freshman. I day? did not
0: go to ACC. I I was there. I was watching. Wait, it from are you the just stands. learning something new about him right I now? Yeah. Well, <laughs> because well, I was in town. Well, it was. I it was
1: hey, keep going. I'm just going to double check yeah, the
0: so, so I was. Uh, so I qualify and and I set the school record. And it was it was a it was a big deal. But I was committed to training. The only thing I did was just kinda work my work my butt off. So in the summer I was continued to train, only wanted to, to get better. So I didn't have an internship, and I wanted a job in in finance, and you need an internship to get an interview. My GPA is it still
1: that way to this day? Like, I mean, I don't know about finance, but
0: well, everything's about experience, and how do you get experience without putting know, in the reps, without, without doing the work. An internship? Right? Yeah. Because basically, they're not going to pay you until you have experience. So internships are unpaid. It's funny you part. bring
1: this up because like this is a great life lesson for people in general who are maybe in college or your kids are considering university, whatever. It's like there's now. Like me, I worked my way through school. I paid my own way. So I was building the reps and the work experience. To, so I was building a resume while going to school. Yeah. And then I took some time off and then went back as an adult student to finish my degree. But the whole lesson here was last year an article came out from one of the top financial companies saying they're no longer just looking at people's GPA. So it's like the light bulb is finally going off even in the big finance world where it's like you can have the best pedigree out there. But they realize, holy crap, we're spending millions of dollars having to train people still coming out of school with the degree because they don't know the job. So you still need internships or putting in the work so you've got something to bring to the table, some experience.
0: So so I, I, I stick around, and I, I get that, you know, I get in a sales internship, and, and, and swimming worked really, really well. I, I was selling life insurance. So there you go. I was trying to, at least.
1: Hey, I used to do that, a, but no, not life insurance. I had my Series 6 and 63, so I was a... Uh, what is that retirement for small businesses? Yeah, life insurance,
0: five twenty nine annuities, it. that sort of thing. <laughs> so, um, so you know, I sit, I'm sitting in the interview and, and they're they're like, well, what makes you what makes you a good fit here? And and I, they're looking at my resume and they see like uh, you know a, a 3.0 GPA, uh, which was you know in my mind that was the minimum I needed, so that was where I stayed, and then. You, know, what else? you were just
2: meeting the basic line.
0: I was meeting the basic line in school. I mean,
2: it's funny. You guys are
1: going full circle here.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I was told, like, you know, you can't graduate less than a 3.0, you know, or you need a 3.0 to put it on your resume. Um, and so, you know, I'm sitting there, and they're like, well, what makes you, what makes you a good fit? And all they see on my, my resume is my swim experience. And I was like, well, you know, with swimming, I was part of a team. Um, and and what I loved about swimming and how I think it, it helps me in the you know kind of the rest of life is is that I I worked hard and I worked hard with a team and, right. and I had I had guys that, that 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 trained and 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 gals with swimming actually you know it's you know you tr- you train with the women's team it's the only sport and awesome. you know, swimming and track are really the only ones where you, you got kind of cross gender training and and so. <laughs> um, so we're working together but it's really all my success was was just myself and 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 I can rely on teammates and they can help me and I and I hope that the work that that I did next to them helped them in some way that's
1: how I look at teamwork man it's like you don't have to depend on the team but it's good to know you have that support system around you so if and when you need them along the way you guys are helping each other yeah that's kind of a big piece of teamwork
0: yeah you never have that that situation where oh uh, I could have made that shot if you would have just passed me the ball at the end um it's you know at the end of the day it's just it's very clear it's like the work you did it's all your responsibility and if someone's not not working hard to push you you know ignore them you know you you push yourself and so so that was that was really big and so I I think that resonated really well in kind of like a sales environment because you know they competition breeds success so even though the guys that you're training next to and 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 you know, Timmy and I, when we were growing up, you know, we trained together, but we were competitive. Yeah. We yeah. fought you know, all the time. Fed we
1: fed off of each other. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, you better believe the first time that, you know, that I beat Tim in the 100 breaststroke, I let him, I let him hear about it. Yeah. And, and so those were, those were things that, that made us better because, you know, we, we always wanted to, to, to try to get to that, that next level. So if, if one of us hit a threshold then that was like, that became the minimum for the other one. That's awesome. And. And that was, that was really powerful. And then, you know, fast forward a little bit more, I'm looking for my first, you know, kind of full-time job, again, in financial services. And and so I go through the interview, and all they see is a sales internship and, and a bunch of swimming stuff on my resume because that was it. That was all I had to put on there. Yeah. You know, I just committed to swimming. And and I was fortunate enough that the, the guy that was, you know, kind of making the decisions in the interview um, – you know, he looked past that 3.0 GPA. He looked past the the fact that I didn't have any internships, and he, and what he saw was someone that was, was kind of willing to dedicate their time and, and that was coachable. Um, and 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 later on, and you know, you know, fast forward a, a couple months, you know, and he actually broke the news to me, and he was like, hey, listen, you know, just so you know, we were, we were, not going to hire you based on your GPA. You know, typically, well, you know, we're we're trying to target target you know three fives, three sevens, and that's our our minimum requirement. Um, he's like, but, but I looked at your swimming background, and if you, can, if you can commit that amount of time to getting better at something and, 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 you, can, and you can stay committed to it for, for years, yeah. I know that you have what it takes to, to make it in, you know, in this industry and in, in our company. That's a very, so, very good lesson. So uh, that, was, that was huge for us to, to be able to, to do that.
1: You guys are blocking the TV. <laughs> we're, serious, we're here for a football game, so you got to be keeping an <laughs> eye on it too. No, <laughs> we we're just stressed <laughs> out about the game. It's <laughs> all good. We are like, wait, I
2: can't see. <laughs> I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> <laughs> Make a better door than a window, man. <laughs> this
1: is what happens when you got live podcasting going on. You never know what's going to go down. <laughs> but this is a powerful lesson. I love the fact that you actually found somebody in your, in your growth of your career that recognized the work that it took to build an athletic lifestyle that you were building in the backdrop so people like underestimate i think the power of sports yeah and that if you find the right people looking for you like you sometimes not all jobs are the right jobs right sometimes all (laughs) bosses aren't the right bosses you need to find somebody like that that sees that and that's what you guys are looking for in your the kids in your program too like
2: do they have that mindset there's a high attrition rate in our program i mean not every kid that that starts the program sticks with it um and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have it any other way you know oh. I, I take these kids um, I want that I want kids that are um, they have family support right so like a lot of people would think okay these kids are really poor they probably have single mothers whatever I, I like consciously accept kids that have uh, both present parents that yeah. are very supportive at home um, I also I also tend to um, get rid of kids that are more ego-based, more e- more self-centered. Um, I would say ego doesn't
1: have a place yeah, in a program like Kyle that. Kyle was yeah. talking
2: about an internship. Like, um, we had we had interns come down this summer. There we go. Go, Orange. Go, range.
1: Big play <laughs> happening right now during the games. So. <laughs> Woo!
2: <laughs> uh, so, hey, okay. down in front, man. <laughs> so we – we had interns come down this summer, and uh, the one th- the the piece that they brought. I mean, a big it kind of. We, we have to we have to narrow we have to kind of narrow down. Um, That's some good hands right there. Yeah, we so. have to narrow down recruiting interns because a lot of them came down without Spanish experience, right? And like, you have to speak Spanish to be able to live down there. Yeah. But um, so one of the one of the big things that the interns brought uh, this year was the f- building this culture of. Of uh, being a vocal leader throughout practice, this, he's not. Gonna, this is a 61-yard field goal. We're gonna give a live. Yeah, hold on a second. Uh, we're gonna give a they're live. They're about to attempt this 60-plus-yard right field a, goal. Oh, They call a timeout. Uh, if uh, you
1: guys are watching a uh, live feed, we're watching the Eagles-Jaguars game. while we're play. doing this? This, so.
0: this guy was drafted and then cut by what, the Browns or the Bengals? Bengals. The Bengals.
2: Oh all God. right. Well, now we have some time. I'll explain this more about the internship. Yeah. Um, we have kids that come <laughs> down, and they're they're bringing so. The, uh, it's mostly girls. I mean, we had one boy come down from University of Michigan, um, Luke Papadik. What up? Uh, so these these kids brought this culture of okay, we're gonna be really vocal in practice, right? We're gonna you guys are gonna encourage your teammates. So we do these exercises yeah. throughout practice where the kids have to get get up for their teammates while they're doing some kind of simulated race. Um, see, I like that. That's so good. an internship and 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 what Kyle was saying, like you take. That internship, whatever, you're, whatever job you're applying to, you say, okay, I did a, a one-month internship in Nicaragua where I worked with, it's good.
1: Oh! Six, 61 yards. Holy crap. All right, now. I'm actually a Giants fan, so I'm not happy about this, but you've got to be impressed with a 61-yard freaking field goal. This guy missed. He missed oh. a
2: 56-yarder earlier in the game. Yeah, hold on.
1: So he missed a 56, but then nails the 61? I mean, what? Brandon, we're here to talk about swimming in Nicaragua today, but, hey, you got football going on too. So, uh, wow, that's, um, that's ridiculous. That is so ridiculous.
2: Wow! It hit the
1: post. Did it hit the post on the way through? So he skinned. He skinned the post.
2: Yeah. He's a rookie. Tell that you. guy's like
1: 22 years old. Ridiculous. So now I, I, I'm gonna have to get this episode up in the next week or two, because or faster, because like that's ridiculous. I gotta get my editor on this because that's ridiculous. That's what I'm talking that's about. Baby. Crazy. Wow. Okay, guys, this is we're, we're doing this live at a sports bar during uh, a big rivalry because i'm a giants fan he's eagles fan it's, it's it's a these games are always big you know new we york and new big. jersey division games you know pennsylvania rocking out and, and again as an athlete i have to appreciate that i'm not happy with it as a giants fan but i'm like that is a legit kick man hey man one wow. second left you know with a second left a second remaining man he closes the deal it
2: works into our conversation though, it totally you know? works in, how, do, yeah. how do you uh, how do you deal with pressure you That's know, pressure. How do, how, do, how do kids, when they go through our program, they're going to be well, and like what Kyle's saying. I mean, athletes are hireable people because they know how to deal with pressure. Yeah. They know that what you put in, it it feeds into how, you know, what direction you're going to take a company or, or a relationship or whatever. It's sure. It's like it's so holistic it's what is, all what are the
1: behaviors that you're showing executing on or even just coaching and developing in other people it's like behaviors is huge like how yeah. are you taking that forward are you, go, are you are you going backwards and that's yeah. what you're looking for in your kids right you want to see are they actually starting to comprehend this yeah. and are they, how do are they, they, they growing? deal with failure how do they deal yeah. with pressure it's so like- that's part of the attrition then right because if you don't see those behaviors happening they're out now do you take that level of severity not severity but I will say commitment with your kids up here too. Is that same type of thing apply or no? Because uh, I, you're in a different school system and everything else. So. Well, uh,
0: I'm. I like to think that that I'm I'm one of the more difficult coaches. Um, or I, I want to say I, I have I have some of the highest expectations <laughs> for uh, for for young for younger kids. Okay. Um, and and I and I think it's really really important to. You know, regardless of you know, the kids I work with, the youngest, the youngest in our group actually just turned. He just turned nine. You know, this week. Um, the oldest is is 14. The majority are are nine through 12. And 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 I demand a an incredibly high amount of attention to detail, and um, and and commitment to basics. You know, before before we move forward. And a lot of a lot of what we do. Is, is a little bit boring. Um,
2: and Kyle's, the, after he finishes his thought, we're going to explain Kyle's coaching theory, too. Because <laughs> I'm all hard work, right? I don't think there's any substitute for working your butt off. Kyle and uh, a guy he coached with, Doug Cornish, has have a very innovative technique to what, well, they, what they consider Every coaching. Every coach should
1: have a, a, a uniqueness to their style. Uh, you can coach and learn from other coaches but eventually you are an individual what are you yeah. bringing differently to other uh, to the team i guess
0: so um so there's a lot that i ask and 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 i will have kids i will have kids repeat and re until until there's a there's you know and a level of, of attention to detail and so you know one of the big analogies uh, i mean i actually i love i use football analogies all the time i i, I love hey, football, it works for, it's for today, it's, today. Really well. it's really simple <laughs> you know it's like you know, would they put that guy in to attempt the 61 yarder unless he's he's already made it a couple times in practice? So, you know, the, this idea that why do you think that you can you can achieve something at a meet just because it's at a meet when you haven't done anything like that at practice? Yeah. Right. Um, you know, th- they they put that guy in there hoping he would make the 61 yarder, knowing that he's already kicked a couple 65 yarders at practice. Yep. It, it's a lot different when you got you know 11 guys on the other side, you know, or 11 guys in the, the line of scrimmage trying to. Yeah, block you got to keep that
1: and, in mind. Like that was definitely like this is if we had to pick a closer. He's our closer, man. Yeah. Just put up or shut up.
0: So, um, so I, I use those analogies a lot, trying to to give to realize that you got to be able to you got to be able to do it at practice. You can't just you can't just go through the motions um, and, and and work hard. And and you know I, I use the analogy you can't just sprinkle effort. Um, a lot of times people misunderstand what effort is, and swimming teaches you that. So you can you can try right? hard. Well, you can try hard, and you can get tired swimming. Um, but, but be very unsuccessful. Uh, and it's, you see it actually with, with people, um, you know, it's a, it's a common thing, you know, just efficiency, right? That's all it is. That's what we're talking about. Efficiency. You could do it in, in work in, in, uh, you know, that's people in the financial services, you you know, kind of call it traditional white collar jobs versus, you know, people on, on, uh, you know, more manual labor. And it's, there's there's some people that work you know that work hard and there's some people that work smart and so just working hard uh, is great and 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 that that gets you a little bit better at at working hard but but you could be that you could
1: be that muscle-bound hamster on the wheel right like you're you're putting in the work but you're just not really going anywhere right yeah yeah exactly Um,
0: and so so what we try to you know what I what I'm trying to teach the kids is is how can you how can you work smart at first and hard, and then the the moment that you, you you realize how productive it can be to work smart, you add, you add the effort to it. Yeah, um, and 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 right now their effort is really focused on keeping their mental attention. And you talk about you know. You know the way the world is now, and, and all the you know the attention disorders that are that are diagnosed Well, it, It's so
1: easy for kids and adults to be distracted, right? Like, you have all this overstimulation. What am I doing
2: right now? Right, I'm texting, you I'm are, yeah, you're literally I'm updating watching updating on your iPad, watching the And I
1: was like, You are out of your element right now because <laughs> you don't do all this all the time down in no, Nicaragua. No, no, right? I don't have any. down yeah, in Nicaragua. So I don't we're, have are you're, you're here, I you're back here any. in the U.S. for, for three months of, of reversal uh, of, yeah. of best practices.
2: Three weeks. I'm here for. For three weeks, and like, I uh, I succumb to all the the United States like uh, stereotypes. Yeah. Right, I drive like a maniac. <laughs> I uh, I'm always on my cell phone. I eat like a pig. Um, you know, so but that's all right. You know, I go back there, and and and, and I, that, that's another thing about our program. Like, um, easier to work with my kids in Nicaragua than it is to work with Kyle's kids in here. Right. They have less issues, and there's less.
1: There's less distraction. There's
2: less distractions, and the kids, there's you know, parents, there's are capital punishment, right? If they so do, do something bad, they're, they're belts out. Like when those, uh, different you said that Charlotte team
1: went down, right? Do you feel that Charlotte team also took away some great lessons from your kids down there? Because absolutely, I think they can. They, I think, sounds like they're embodying a true focus. Because they lack the overstimulation. Honestly, we have they, here.
0: they probably got more out of it than the kids yeah, in Nicaragua 100%. did. Wow, um, and so when when we have visitors come down, it's so um, beneficial. So I've been down there. I've been down there twice, and and my Spanish is is not where it should be. <laughs> um, and, and the trips have been incredibly rewarding for me. Uh, and and I'll, I'll tell this story um, and, until I, you know, I run out of air. It, it, so I was, I, I, I love coaching. I love working with kids, yep. and and I have, I have this certain um, drive to kind of teach someone the basics. So, you know, there's, you know, talking a little bit about swim philosophy. That there's, we always say the two fastest times. You know, that like the fastest anyone will ever swim, and it doesn't matter who you are, whether you are just learning how to or whether you're Michael Phelps the the two fastest moments in swimming you know like pure velocity is is when you 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 dive off the block or you push off the wall
1: makes sense right cuz you got um, that big power push happening that's
0: that's it that is those are the two fastest times and if you ever lose that speed any speed that you create after that you've used a tremendous amount of work to get so um, that's speed me that, as,
1: a, as a really bad swimmer. <laughs> so, so I make it like so two the speed, laps. And I got nothing. Yeah.
0: So the speed that you get off the start <laughs> and off the turn, it's incredibly rewarding and efficient to kind of carry it True. as as you go. So so I work when I'm working with you know nine year olds, ten year olds, eleven year olds, twelve year olds. I'm trying to teach them how to push off the wall to carry as much speed as possible without exerting any effort because they're already pushing off as hard as they
1: can, but if right. their
0: hands are out wide, you know, and they're just kind of facing the water when they push off, a lot more resistance than they're if very, they're in a tight streamline. You
1: got to, basically, you're looking to streamline their body's position, their behavior, how they're executing on that, because if you can streamline their body position, they're reducing that resistance. Reducing
0: the drag in the water. Yeah. They're going to carry more speed when they do start swimming. I love so it. That's now that's we're starting to really that,
1: geek out here about swimming. Yeah. so <laughs> We're getting into some of the well, fine-tuning. I, I, I'm,
0: this isn't even full geek out at this point, but... Trying to trying to get them to work on that is is really important, and so that was what I when I went down there and uh, and I was so I'm working with kind of the younger group. Um, I mean, the youngest was like six in that group, and the oldest was probably like eight or nine. Um, So we're working these kids. I was like, I just want to teach them how to push off the wall and streamline. And um, you know, they obviously don't speak English, and and my Spanish, I knew a couple key words. Uh, but but not enough to really kind of convey this message on why this is important. So we have this this kid Fernando, who's you know 12, 13 years old.
2: Yeah, we'll tell um, the story about Fernando later. Um, he's gonna be and, he's gonna be fifteen this year next year.
0: Oh, all right. So yeah, he gets older every year, I guess. So he's um, so he he's a guy who. You know, kind of came through the program. Um, you know, kind of fought his way, and he's you know become a, a really, really talented swimmer. Um, and he, the big thing is, he's fluent in English.
2: Wow.
1: So, so uh, he committed to learn. He's b- bilingual. He, he's very yeah. Committed well, to so
2: he he was in the public school when I met him. He was a fat little uh, sixth grader. Okay. Four-eyed glasses, fat little kid. Yeah. But really smart, top of his class, and. Uh, he started swimming his mom's a teacher at the public school and i, I really like her she's got she's a great lady but um, he says he wants to go to the private school so i say okay you got to some you got to some fast you got to commit to the program some fast i'll put you in the private school
1: yeah. he's already got the classes dialed in so he's he's got the so, intellectual taken care of
2: yeah so he gets into this private school after a year there he says okay i really want to go to a bilingual school i want to go to the best it's the best school in Nicaragua um, and uh I want you to teach me English. I teach him English in like five months, along with like uh, another program that teaches him, you know, formal English. But sure. I just go to his house, his mom makes me dinner. I spend an hour and a half there, like three or four days a week, teaching him English, watching videos with him. Well, you're basically giving him like a mini exposure
1: to the cultural like you just it's part, making it a part of his life Yeah, it's like everybody tells you if you truly want to live learn You got to language, you gotta go live there and immerse yeah. yourself in the culture. And now
2: he's uh, He's in ninth grade now at the like one of the best bilingual schools in the country. Wow. And uh, he's like Definitely one of the fastest kids on the team. He's like he could compete with anybody here in like the Mid Atlantic in, in a fifty yard butterfly, um, so he was helping Kyle do do some of the translating. So, and
0: and I, I've been to it was the same meet. I was there in two thousand and sixteen, and this year in two thousand seventeen, and and he. He'll come out of the pool after a race, and and I'll I'll just give him some quick tips like, hey, you know, you should really work on this. You should really work on that. And it's, you know, the coachability, the eye contact, the the, the listening, the the asking a follow-up question if he's not quite sure, you know, what I said. And those are all really, really, really important skills. Um, And so then I'll run the practice, you know, and – the only way I know how to coach is to just talk, and and so I'm explaining a set, I'm explaining the details, and then I'm, you know, I'm trying to make eye contact with the kids, let them know that I'm that I'm engaging with them, and even though I know they can't understand me, um, that's just that's the way that I know how to do it, and right. then, and then, so then, you know, Fern jumps in and and starts translating, and and he's he's matching my enthusiasm, he is. He is really embracing. He's breaking it down. And I can see him, you know, re-explain it when they have questions. And that's, you know, that's beyond just, you know, me. You know, that's beyond just it's translation. He's like the ultimate
2: right-hand yeah. coach, man. He's like he's wingman. And like that's wing something man. he's learned from the program. Like I said, he's, he was a fat little four-eyed sixth grader. Now he's almost six feet tall. He's a he's mature, really grown he's into a mature it. man. Yeah. And he's like. And how old is he now? He's, he's going to be 15. Yeah, 15, in, man. In, in January. So he's like. We have kids that go through this process of transformation. It's really hard to translate to people that are listening or people that, that ask about the program. It's like, how is the impact translatable? And it's like, it's really not. You kind of have to see it firsthand. I'm the only one that really gets to be selfish and see this firsthand from all the kids that are in the program. Right. Um, but in terms of, like, a life-changing organization, there's no... There's no Organization that's doing what we're doing in terms of individualized, uh, specific mentorship. That you know, there's a lot of programs that use sport for development, and it's like we said, it's sports participation, it's sportsmanship. Um, but what we're doing is off the charts in terms of what the kids get out of it in the end.
1: It sounds like it, man. Would
2: you agree?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, one of the things we we kind of mentioned earlier a couple of times so for the third time i'll mention it the kids that we're working with they're the the, the kids in the poorest communities of the second poorest country yeah i love the, the, the fact you guys keep
1: reiterating this because <laughs> if people or when people are listening to this show it's like they need to hear this like yeah. it's yeah, still one, it's still calculating in my brain yeah like, wow. well the we'll, one
0: thing we haven't you know really you know articulated is that we they still pay to join our our program yeah they pay 50 so, cents a year so they will, wow. they will pay to be part of it. So <laughs> well, and actually, the fact I, I actually like free things that because
1: have no value. I think you need to have skin in the game. Yeah, right? free to things have committed. no value. Yeah. Every, if I, I, I give you that.
2: everything you need, you're not going to ever work for appreciate a thing. It. Yeah. You don't, you're going to take it for granted. And that's another thing that the community service aspect plays into it. Like, They know that one of the requirements to being in the program is giving back to their own community. It's a community development. So besides just it's a paying to for be in the to youth development yeah. that you also require, which is
1: great to have seen in the past ten years, the, the, the schools the, up here do the same thing. You're required to do public service.
2: Yeah, the mm-hmm. the, the community service requirement for us is just for the older kids. Okay. Um, well, they need to be a little bit more mature for that yeah, anyway. I mean, I mean you, you can only tell, you know, and actually, I think I like that because the the, then
1: the little kids see the older kids giving exactly. back to their community, and they like, then they're going to aspire to it. that. Some of them yeah. are like
2: hey, when can I start participating in the community service activities? That's awesome. It's like, yeah, when you're 14. Um, see, that's powerful, man. Like, you can't be...
1: Oh, man, I love that because it's just... just like they see it happening. It's yeah. like, it's not, it's not you guys just telling them this is what's going to happen, but then the kids start embodying it. They're executing on it. The community sees it, so the community's got to love you guys, too, besides yeah. the younger kids seeing the older kids.
2: It's like, and then aspiring, like,
1: when can I do it? When can I do it? Like, yeah, yeah, That's awesome.
2: Yeah, it's... It, that, it's so easy to coach too because kids are like how do i like i want to go i want to go study at a private school right they want their goal is to get out of the private out of the public school how do i go to the private school okay and i say okay you gotta you gotta come to practice every day you gotta uh you know win two medals at this meet it's so easy to direct them and that's what makes our model so different it's that's this fact that like here in the States, like we've been talking about, you stay above this eligibility line, right? There's right. a line, if you're below 2.0, you can't compete. So kids only stay above the 2.0 so that they can play football or play basketball. Athletics, yeah, they're doing just
1: enough to qualify to get into these things, or, but, it's, but like,
2: it's still barely that. Specific. Yeah, and what we're saying is like, athletics is the is the motivator, right? Our model is completely reversed. Athlet- so for, for the kids here, athletics is the motivator and education is secondary. For us, education's primary and then athletics is secondary, right? So we're saying, you want to go to this private school, you want to go to a better school, you want to get out of the public school. First you have to prove that you're committed to the program, right? You have to you have to swim fast, you have to come to all these practices, you have to do these community service requirements. And then after you show that for a year, We'll put you in the private school. So they're saying, okay. And you're consistent with this. This is not like a wishy-washy thing. Like you no.
1: implemented this as a solid, clear, this is guideline. A solid thing.
2: Yeah. Everybody that joins, everybody that comes to the program, parents come to me all the time. Like just the other week, we were at a swim meet, and I'll tell us another story about Alfredo. Um, we're at this swim meet, and uh, one of the moms of a of a person on a different team, right? So like, swimming in Nicaragua is. A, high class sport because you have to have access to a pool so all the kids all the teams we compete against which we're better than have well more a lot more resources than we have um so there's a mom on a on a different team who comes up to me at the end of the meet and she's like you guys are really good she's like i want your i want your kid to i want my kid to swim for your program and uh i kind of looked at her like started explaining the program like this isn't just a swim team it's like yeah you know it's an educational initiative whatever and alfredo just like interrupts me and he's like he says somos nacidos en nicanatadores we're born in nicanatadores he's like you can't just come because it's more than just your your daughter yeah this is not a buy-in program it's not like you pay 20 bucks a month and i'll coach your daughter alfredo's saying okay this is a program that started in a in a Six-yard, you know, kidney-shaped backyard yeah, pool. Backyard pool, yeah. And now we're kicking the tail of some of the of a the wealthier school, private schools, schools with in, more the money, in the country. Right? And you know, Alfredo put it perfectly. It's like this is not a program where you know Timmy's just gonna coach your daughter and that's it. You come in for two hours and you're gonna be a faster swimmer. It's about transformation. And Alfredo, all the kids understand that because I'm not just like I'm involved in all their lives. You know, I go to their houses, I eat dinner. Um, I know all the parents and everything, but, like, what Alfredo said, it's become like a team cheer, right? Somos nacidos en Nicanatadores. That's what they say before I'm they swim. I'm born in, yeah. You know, they, they think cool. they, they have this grittiness and this feeling about the program. That's like, that's theirs. They own the program. I love that.
0: That is, that is what is so much different about, about you know, Nicanatadores and then any club swim team. You know, in the states, well, club some teams in the states—they offer a lot of value, and 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 the the membership fees are, are far greater. Yeah. But but relative to to annual incomes, you know, they're about the same.
1: Yeah. But it's true. Well, the biggest thing I just heard was, dude, money isn't everything, bro. Like, yeah, we could let you buy in. It would probably the funding might help the program, but what are the side effects, spinoffs of that allowing that to happen? Because you're breaking your protocols and and the culture of that team. So it's like I love the fact that. That that kid spoke up for you. You can't yeah. beat better, better marketing and, and understanding. Like it's like, dude, it came right from an athlete's mouth. Like this is it, man. I love that.
0: Yeah, it's it's exactly um, it's exactly the type of impact that we wanted to have. Okay, um, and it's not something you can recreate here. You yeah, our 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 culture doesn't allow us to you know if, if you're a swim coach and you're involved in in the you know in every aspect of the lives of of, of kids um you know it's it's almost like taboo you, know? You, you know you can't you can't have too much involvement or control and you know belongs to the the parents and the families and 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 if i you know if I, well, i'm a coach here and i start telling telling parents how to how to be parents you know, and I'm not a parent myself. I'm in big trouble. Yeah. You know? Oh
1: no! Again, one of the reasons why I actually decided to move away from ski coaching just because I got, I was traveling too much, building a business, and, and that's why I got into CrossFit coaching. I was trying to still be coaching because I love it, like you guys. And the biggest thing that annoyed me from a lot of parents, not all of them, but they basically assume that they're the coaches too. Yeah. So like, you're on the you're on the ski slope, and the kids are trying to tell their, I mean, the parents are trying to tell the kids what to do, and I come skiing up on my skis, and I'm like. Go, yeah, 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 like we're in, especially on a race day. Like, no, 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 get out of here, dude. I was really? like, you pay the bill, you you can coach or you can parent your child when they're off our hill. Yeah, yeah when yeah. they're on our hill, you're
2: paying us for a reason. Let yeah. us do our job. I'll mention two things. Uh, one is like. The aspect of sportsmanship and participation, that's what should be taught by the parents. Yes. That's the—that's what should go on at home. That's yeah. not my Because that's their job as
1: parents to get, build that consistency, that messaging right. when that's, you're not always
2: around. Right? That's how you – that's that's your job in raising a kid. But I'll also say, like, we are the exact same. When I see kids after their race that go talk to their parents. Oh, and
1: the parents start re-coaching them? It's like, oh, it's like, like no, 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 no.
2: The first thing you do after your race is you come to your team or your coach and you get your time and you get some, some notes about what we saw. You don't go see your mom and dad and get a, get a Snickers bar. Yeah. Everybody wants to be like, Hey, (laughs) high fives and all that. I'm like, okay, it's fine. Get over here. Yeah. Because that does
1: happen. And it's, it's kind of frustrating because we're coaches like frustrated with it but it's like it's 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 good to hear that well not good but it's good to hear i guess that
2: every it's happening across all sports our coaches at atlantis were like that um you know it was not yeah rob would have never allowed that well i mean
0: it's also a little bit about culture too so we were you know we were kind of we started with atlantis young and so the culture there was already established and that's helpful you know, but the idea that as soon as you get on deck at a meet, like you're with the team, you yeah. don't go, you don't go see your parents. And, right. and we looked up to these older kids, and they didn't go see their parents. And so why would yeah. we go see our parents? We right. were trying to be like them. They were our, our role models. I, I, you I love you the say. athletes
1: where the kids, where the parents were too busy off skiing and having fun while the kids were competing. And I'm like, yeah, good. Well, go yeah, have fun because you know, I don't have to worry about and, you
2: interfering. Those, go hit that those, run four times. Those parents,
0: <laughs> those parents, you know, they might get, you know, they they might get like a, you know, people might give them a hard time. Like, oh, they're not even involved. They're just going to enjoy like themselves they drop their they're kids involved. off. But yeah. but the thing is, is that they are doing they are doing so much for their kids because creating independence and this belief that that they're not always going to be there because yeah. no matter no matter how involved a parent is, you know, and and you know, call it call it this is a you know a, a, a morbid comment, but no, no matter how involved the parent is and how much they want to control and make sure the experience of their kids is is great they cannot control the fat you know they can't control if they get hit by the bus right no. they, they can't control that and so if they can't be there for every aspect of, of their children's lives the rest of them then they shouldn't be trying to control They shouldn't be there for yeah. everything. They shouldn't have to be there for everything. At some point, they need to trust and teach their kids to, to be independent. Trust the yeah, process. Yeah, because then they'll
1: be the first ones who complain, like, next year or the year after the kid's getting older, like, why aren't you off doing this on your own? Like, they get frustrated at the home, their home life. Like, why isn't my kid a self-starter and blah, blah, blah? I'm like, well, because you actually ingrained that in them. You babied them so much. Like again, I'm not I'm a I'm a not a parent talking about this, but I'm like yeah. I grew up differently, man. I grew up as a farm kid. We were taught to work hard. Like I yeah. I had, I, had to, I was held accountable to wake up early and go feed my animals yeah. and go get the eggs from the chicken coop. Like I learned that at a young age. Yeah, yeah. Now these kids are like the like the parents have to drag these kids out of bed and they have to
2: drag and they get dressed and they get dragged drag down to make their breakfast. I'm like, get up and go make your own breakfast. Yeah. So I didn't grow up on a farm <laughs> uh, but we had the, my I lived in a house until I was 10. We had three horses, two goats, chickens. Yeah. And it was That's like... That's basically what we had. We didn't have a huge farm. It didn't matter farm, if yeah. it was 32 degrees and the water was like... You know, you had to go out there and... Oh, uh, dude, especially if the water the water, if the water
1: areas were frozen over. You're out there breaking... Yeah, you got to so, keep those animals alive, man.
2: We also, uh, you know... Then we moved, so we didn't have that. But, I mean, I still... You know, we burned wood at night, so I chopped wood. Yep. And, um my parents were involved with the community my mom and dad were both my dad's still on the school board he's been on the Southern high school school board for like 20 years and my mom was on the pool board and so we would open up the pool every spring the community pool right yep. we would rake the leaves out and we'd close it every fall um, well you
1: were taking care of something that was a part of your life
2: right but we're we're talking about these parents that want to interfere with the process yeah Interfering with the process is okay if it, if it's teaching <laughs> these kids something valuable that they can use along the line. When, when they're interfering about something they know nothing about, is when it becomes a problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, because you get the par- the parents that are so passionate that they become the, the experts because maybe they are doing a lot of self-study. And I'm like, great, you can watch all the USSA ski races and the US ski team, and you can read the magazines that uh, PSA, the Professional Ski Instructors Association, sends you and the USSA publications. You can read all that all you want. But again, we were the ones that paid to go get certified, go through the training, and we're the ones doing the coaching, or or me, like I spent a lot of my time actually running the races. I was more operational than actual coaching. I was more of a floating coach, so I got to observe all of this, whereas a lot of the coaches are just trying to deal with their circle of influence, their kids. And I'm seeing the parents, and I'm usually the one skiing up, because my race director, uh, Big Gus, he was always like, Scott, go take care of that. I'm like, oh yeah, there's that micromanagement parent. I'm like, okay, (laughs) go away. (laughs) I was kinda like the police force some once in (laughs) a while. Well, you know,
0: what and a lot of times, you know, parents might be sending the same message, right? And I get a lot of parents that ask me, like, "Hey, what can, hey, what can little Johnny and Susie, what, what can they work on to get better at this? What can they work on to get you better?" You have kids at that? named Johnny yeah. and Susie? Johnny and Susie, I have no kids named Johnny and Susie, and that's <laughs> why they're always my example, and, that's awesome. and they will be until, until you I have get a kid Johnny, named and, Johnny, Johnny and, Susie. <laughs> and Susie. So I got, you know, I got kids named Johnny and Susie, and 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 their parents they come up and be like, "Hey, what can what can Johnny and Susie do better?" Yeah. Um, well, number one, you know, how have you, know, you come to practice? What are they listening to here? And and it's it's always the case that 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 if anything that i say there i have to believe is going to be interpreted by by an adult and then reiterated over and over again so do i want johnny and Susie to hear on the whole car ride home from a meet that they need to kick harder at practice yeah no i I want them to hear it at practice i want them to hear it from me from my assistant coaches i don't want them to hear it from their parents when they when they get in the car and they go home from practice i want their parents to be like hey you know you didn't want to go to practice today but I'm really proud of you for for going to practice and finishing finishing the workout and great job and yeah. and, and yes. what do you want to do for dinner? It's like that's what I need parents to you know to do. I yes. don't need them to to reinforce things that I'm doing there because it doesn't matter whether they feel guilt after practice about not kicking hard I need them to feel I need them to, to be convinced when they get there that that they should be kicking harder and working harder. you can probably
2: relate to this but like me and Kyle uh, we're talking about this the other day the contact that a coach has with a kid during the week is probably more than a parent has with the kid during the week if you take uh, very out very right? So like, very good point if it's a full immersion the kids the kids at school and then he goes to practice right so the parent doesn't see it he gets home at five maybe eats dinner with the parent and then goes does his homework the the two hours a day that kyle spends with the kids coaching or that i the one or two hours a day i spend with the kids coaching that's like more than the parent has on a weekly basis than than a coach right so like or or the coach has more contact than the parent yeah um so like what you're what you're saying as a parent when you want to interfere with it is like it's basically the reverse of what should be said because you're saying okay like even though I have less contact um, my message is more important right right so when you can collaborate with parents and what what should I do really well it's like that's when that's when you get the the kids that are um the most involved or like the most the messages sent the clearest when the parents and the coaches and Kyle like was just saying this are in agreement about something uh, i'm just
1: glad we're discussing this to help like yeah turn into like, like more of a coaching, coaching because it's like abs- guys yeah.
2: like people don't hear this stuff there's a lot of
1: coaches who don't speak up for their profession and i think it's important that parents who do hear this show or do learn about your charity they they take these lessons back to the other sports that their kids might be involved with too. This isn't just for and, it, not and it's not just for uh, swimmers. Right. This is
2: just, Hey man,
1: let the coaches coach. You be the parent, they'll be the coach. I man, always said, success
2: can come I, I always said like a good coach doesn't matter to sport. You know, I think Bill Belichick or my college coach, it, they could have coached baseball. You know they could have coached lacrosse. They yep. could have coached basketball. If you're a leader and you're a really good coach and you're good at delegating and finding kids' strengths, you're a good coach across any sport.
1: Right. Well, listen, guys, I'm gonna have to bring this show to a close. We've been wrapping a lot. Wow, now actually we're over an hour. So we <laughs> nailed a very solid episode. Cool. I, only because I got to get to a birthday party. Um, but plus the Eagles won. Plus Eagles won. Eagles the Eagles won. So. Giants lose again. Uh, I'm just going to have to take that one. I will say, if I had to lose, you couldn't have asked for a better way for my team to lose because that was just sick, man. A 61-yard field goal. 61-yarder. I was like, what? With a second left. like That's hey, a powerful we, way to close Before it
2: out. we close out, too, let's give a shout-out to SYR. Oh, heck yeah, man. Rob Eschbach. Rob is the man. Um, being able to fun. step up and that help you guys—I told workout. you, man—his SY Army is yeah.
1: uh, is got. A, he's got a powerful community. That, there. that community's only going to grow. Yeah, it's just it's awesome. So, and but part of this point of this show is when it airs. Is again, to our listeners, guys. The Nicanada daughter is like, and I'm trying to do my best at the pronunciation because I don't have that no, wonderful that was Spanish really good. training. All right, that was that was that was I have good. no Spanish. It's better so. than Kyle's, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what is the easiest way you want? the listeners who find this content, who find it online, I'm going to obviously have everything hyperlinked in the blog article content. So it will be easy for you guys to share and make Google happy for its cross-linking. But obviously going to the main website is one of the biggest portals for you guys. People can actually donate directly on your site. They don't have to be going to these events that we were running yesterday. Yeah.
2: So we also, um, our website's cool because we have a media page. So if you don't have Instagram or you don't have Facebook or you don't, you know, you're not a YouTube user, you can go on our media page and see all of our content. Okay. If, uh, you can see the newsletters, the YouTube videos, the Instagram posts, the Facebook posts. So you posts. have
1: built in all the social media channel feeds the there. Social that way, if you're an anti app, you can just go to the website and yeah. see what you guys are sharing differently. And across. I'm anti app, I have like two yeah. apps.
2: <laughs> um, but what, what you're saying, our website is also. The most important thing we do, we fundraise from September 1st to December 1st. Yes. In that 90-day period, every every penny we raise is doubled.
1: I love that. So, I mean, so a shout-out to your – I mean, can you mention who your doubling sponsor is? I can't is? say no? who he is. Okay, it's so, so he like to keep on the down low. I yeah, like that. he's an anonymous But how powerful donor. is that? Is that you've got somebody in your inner circle that has decided to put purpose behind your purpose and say, listen, man, every dollar you raise over the next three months – I'm in for double.
2: Yeah, like, he's that's a, cool. He's an incredible guy. He's also uh, a uh, a big Eagles hater, <laughs> and so he also. Wait, makes, is he a fellow Giants fan? No, he's oh, not. God. He actually uh. he likes. He, he's from Florida, but okay. Um, he I was like, Damn, I was he actually that says if the Eagles make the playoffs, we get an extra five grand. Wow. So it's it's doubled up to thirty thousand dollars. So right? even though
1: he's not an Eagles fan. He's, he's calling
2: your team out to make it to the playoffs, or calling, he's trying to say that you're not going to get there. He's calling us little girls. That's what oh, he's doing. All um, right. but yeah. So like, we have this campaign. We have this campaign right now between September 1st and December 1st to sponsor 90 swimmers in 90 days. Right. So it's 300 bucks to sponsor a swimmer. 300. 300 per bucks, swimmer. And it okay. gets kids uh, private school tuition, backpacks, school supplies, uniforms, um, and swim classes for an entire okay. year. Right, so it's like $20, $20 a month, $25 a month it breaks oh, nice. down to, which, you know, is what a family typically spends on pizza. So my little tip is if you can find a way to
1: build in a subscription model into yeah. your donation site, then people will sign up and say, great, every month they're $20 PayPal, happen.
0: PayPal does a great job of that. There yeah. is. Yeah. You know, so you can... But I mean, how do you
1: build that in as an option? Like if I went into your online donation store, can I pick... So, uh, like sponsor a student, and then every I month I get hit with twenty dollars. One well, of our donors. If it's not
0: super easy. We're gonna fix that right away because we have we do have a couple sponsors, a couple do donors that that, yeah. that you know we see the the monthly recurring, and, it, and can, it's a great way to support dude, the program. Dude, I literally I'm
1: on a subscription model with my supplements, with like yeah, people like olive oil. Like I get all my healthy love, stuff automatically every few months. My vitamins. So I'm like, why not also automate a right.
2: sponsorship for a charity like this? I was it's reading our, some fundraising literature. I mean, donating to a nonprofit literally has a better return than investing your money in the stock market. I, agree, when, I you donate, that. when you donate money to a charity, it actually comes back to your pocket even stronger. Yeah. Um,
1: I told you guys, I'm going to Vegas next weekend, that Thrive Make Money Matter event. All these world-class speakers are going to be on stage are talking about this exact point is that when you align yourself with purpose, the money you're investing, even if it's only a 1% of your income, As soon as you start making that a policy or a guideline and everything you do in your business or your life, there's so much bigger things that come from that. But the whole point is they say, listen, that one percent that you're donating or ten percent,
2: it will come back tenfold.
1: Yeah. It's not always the financials, it's other things.
2: You mentioned it perfectly the other day. Like when you when you have your mission outlined, you know, with a with a clear a clear highway, yeah, the money will come. And that's kind of the model we live by. I mean, we started this program. your whole whole program is purpose-based it's like yeah you can't beat a more explanation of a
1: purpose-driven organization we we
2: we didn't have a blueprint uh or a plan it was like we're gonna get these kids in the pool and whatever comes next is what we'll deal with right you know we'll we'll start fundraising when when um when when we when we need stuff and getting Scholarships was what we needed. So, the first year we were at thirty thousand dollars for our budget. This year we're like seventy-five. Wow. This is what our yearly because you keep is. growing the program. And uh, we haven't hit a lot of hiccups, but this is our most important uh, time of year, right? Yeah. Between September first and December first is the only time of the year that we reach out. Well, to what to I'm really going to do is know. I'm going to get my, my editor that I use is in Bosnia. So we're in like seven hours, yeah,
1: seven hours apart. Hey, man, I can outsource anywhere. It's a beauty of the online space. That's so, sick. Uh, I'm going to see if he can get this ep- episode edited faster because then I can push out. It's my show. I can make yeah. Whenever I want somebody to go live, I'll make them go live. So I'm going to push <laughs> out somebody so I can get this into the lineup faster. I already have Mondays slated, so I'm, I might be able to get this out by this Friday. Cool. Um, that way, while I'm traveling to Syracuse to a wedding and then getting on a plane to go to Vegas, this will
2: be Yeah, I'll be up, I'll- <laughs> Up in then the you guys will have some new content to help share and maybe drive yeah, some be more awesome. messaging. So. Nice. Yo, we want to say thanks to you, too. This is really cool. This yeah, man.
1: First first experience for me. First po- Dude, yeah. I love bringing on first-time podcasters. Because Did we I, do good? What, well, yeah, besides all this craziness, I can't wait yeah. to hear what this is going to sound like. But yeah. the beauty is, like, you're just taking action and that's like that was the all i wanted yeah. to see out of you guys yesterday was like do they grab the bull by the horns and go for it yeah because i was already impressed by you guys but like i love to test people with this type of stuff i'm like dude i will show up if you guys show up yeah let's bang it out because now that you guys have been co-host now i can get, come back to you guys in a couple of months and say hey let's do a follow-up episode and with my tech as long as you have internet i yeah. can get you on virtually from uh, nicaragua yeah and yeah. But you could have, you could be online. I could be online. He's online, and we'll be all virtual, yeah. uh, and do like a perfect audio video session. Uh, yeah. But then we're bringing in that virtual experience, uh, and then you could even maybe uh, I'll do it out by the pool. Give you have a webcam. You could do it by the pool. Yeah. You can show some of that realism from behind the scenes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Sounds so, good.
1: Yeah, because like I already tell people, anybody who has a purpose. They're always welcome back on the show. Well,
0: so. I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned purpose again because I, I wanted to add one thing. So, shout out to Robert. He's a coach at Lehigh University. He was our, you know, kind of lead club coach. And so, he, he okay. when we were young, we were ingrained with the with the message, with a purpose. Um, and he, he, well, he kind of actually, initially it was introduced as walk walk okay. with a purpose. Um, and and he, he, if you think about the things that, that people do every day, it's like they walk more than, than probably anything else you know but we, but, take but, but it, we never think it but we take it for granted. Yeah. So I've never like, heard that? So he he said uh, he said walk walk with a purpose right and then it eventually got shortened to with a purpose um, and that's a message that I still convey to to my swimmers it's something that I I think about myself every day you know yeah. it's like you know if I'm about to do something you know what what is the purpose of it what why am I doing it because this?
1: people will see that like we hinted at earlier full circle back to the beginning of the show the VAC method the visual the auditory the kinesthetic learners it's like people will see it people will hear it and people will feel it through your actions so. If you're gonna be stepping up and getting stuff done like you guys are doing, it's like I wanna be able to hear it, see it and feel it, man. And that's like you said, with a purpose. Yeah so, so everything we do in life.
0: Being 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 deliberate with, with your actions, that's yeah. that's a huge, huge, you know, benefit and, and, and kinda of consequence of of, of uh, living our mission and, and embracing our core values. So awesome, so that man. is that's awesome.
1: All right, well, to our listeners, guys, that was Kyle, that's Timmy. Facebook Livers, if you can hear all this because of the wonderful background music, thanks for tuning in. This will be airing, I'm going to just go ahead and say it's going to be airing this coming Friday. Uh, Giants, I don't know. I'm not going to call you guys out. I'll just just take my loss. Uh, So, again, to our listeners, guys, that's another powerful Live the Fuel show. Check out Nico Naradores, go on the website. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everything else. I'll have everything hyperlinked into the show notes. But again, this is what we're all about, guys. Keep living a fired up epic life, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel fans. Quick commercial break. Uh, Before we close out the episode, just wanted to give you some extra tips and tricks before we send you on your way. So again, thank you again for listening to the Live the Fuel show. I hope you got a lot out of this recent episode. Uh, More importantly, please subscribe to the show if you haven't subscribed yet. Stay in touch. Get me some feedback. Submit a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And get us there the voice of you, the listener, so we can build this content back into the show and make sure that I'm actually taking you, the listener, into this uh, design and future as Live the Fuel grows. So again, subscribe, submit a review, stay in touch. Heck, on that point, go visit live the fuel Livethefueltank.com. Live that will take you to the link to our private Facebook group community where you can join and I can stay more in touch with you going forward outside of the podcast world. Alright, last quick little piece here for you guys, some extra value. One go to live the main page. You'll see on there. We have our free resources guide. If you are looking for free content and not having to pay for it, consider getting on my email list you click on the button send me my copy get your super sevens resources guide there's over 21 of my favorite online resources that i have built into this little uh, electronic guide for you guys there's no cost it'll just be emailed to you just by hopping on my email again just thank you for listening i want to give you some value uh, second piece of my little extra nuggets of knowledge if you want to call it this is go to the resources section on the site in there, I have three columns, health, business, lifestyle, and two, right off the bat that I want to make sure you guys are taking advantage of is number one, eatpillynuts.com and number two, villacapelli.com. Their logos are on the site. You got a big bowl of nuts there, and you got a cool big V Power V logo. Both of those, if you use the discount code FUEL, F-U-E-L, you will get 10% off at checkout. So take advantage of that, please, and thank you. And more importantly, there's other companies linked on there, Uh, my nutritional and health alignment with IsoGenics since 2010, Uh, the Pure Vitamin Club company for their kick-ass magnesium B12 and an awesome multi-cap. There's some additional business resources on there. Number one, Singularis IT. I go mountain biking and road cycling with the founder. This is a legitimate IT company. I don't care where you are in the world, you can use their services. We're talking about serious white glove level services. I've moved all of my IT solutions over to them, and I outsource them regularly for any future and onboarding clients down the road. And lastly, but not leastly, David Studio. If you have no clue who this guy is, guess what? He is my new audio engineer. This is the guy I've been having making it happen behind the scenes. I found him through the Fiverr world. So if you search for David D-A-V-I-D studio on Fiverr, you can track this guy down. But guess what? He's also on the Upwork platform. He's on the People Per Hour platform. You can search for him through his real name. I've never literally physically met this guy or talked to him in person. We have been just met through the online world. But if you search for E-M-I-N, that's, I believe, pronounced Emin and uh, Fickick, which is F as in Frank, I-K-I-C, you can search for him in Upwork, People Per Hour. Oh, More importantly, just go to Fiverr like I did. But if you are a podcaster or somebody just looking to get quality audio engineering, this is your guy. So again, guys, I'll let you get back to your day. Thanks again for listening to Live the Fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon.
2: Thank you for
0: listening to Live the Fuel. Visit us at LiveTheFuel.com. Stay connected on
1: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more at Live the Fuel. Live the fired up, epic life. Hashtag Live the Fuel.